No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the Feast of Purim is established as a perpetual Jewish holiday to commemorate their triumph over their enemies. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Esther chapter 9 on Simply the Bible. Although his name is never mentioned in the book, God had done a wonderful work in delivering his people from the evil plot of Haman, who wanted to exterminate all the Jews. Through Queen Esther's intercession before the king, a new decree was written enabling the Jews to defend themselves against their enemies. When the day came, they overpowered them in the villages of the provinces on the 13th day of Adar, which was March 7th, 443 B.C. We continue in Esther chapter 9, verse 18. But the Jews who were at Shushan assembled together on the 13th day, as well as on the 14th. And on the 15th of the month, they rested and made it a day of feasting and gladness. The Jews living in the capital city of Shushan defeated their enemies for two days by order of the king. God had given them a tremendous victory. Now it was time to celebrate. There is a time to celebrate, especially when we have accomplished something worthwhile. My wife, Cindy, is a real estate agent. Many years ago, she worked for a certain broker in California, and when she closed a deal, she was excited to report what she had done. She was hoping for a little celebration or at least some words of encouragement. Next was her broker's only reply. I guess he didn't want anyone resting on their laurels and thought that if his agents celebrated, well, they might not produce. But quite the opposite is true. When we celebrate our accomplishments and others rejoice with us, then it makes us want to work even harder to succeed. For two days, the Jews in Shushan dealt a fatal blow to their enemies who attacked them. They rested on the third day and made it a day of feasting and gladness. Does that sound familiar? Can you think of a battle that occurred and then on the third day a celebration? We don't normally think of it as a battle, but when Christ died on the cross, he triumphed over Satan and all the powers of darkness. He cast out the ruler of this world who had reigned over mankind through sin and death. And on the third day, Christ rose again. And every Easter we celebrate with great rejoicing, He is risen. Yes, times of celebration are essential. Therefore, the Jews of the villages who dwelt in unwalled towns celebrated the 14th day of the month of Adar with gladness and feasting as a holiday and for sending presents to one another. Now, the Jews of the villages celebrated on the 14th day of Adar, which was March 8th, for they fought against their enemies for only one day. The second day was their day of rest, gladness, and feasting. They sent presents to each other, sort of like we do at Christmas. And Mordecai wrote these things and sent letters to all the Jews near and far who were in all the provinces of King Ahasuerus to establish among them that they should celebrate yearly the 14th and 15th days of the month of Adar, 
as the days on which the Jews had rest from their enemies, as the month which was turned from sorrow to joy for them and from mourning to a holiday, that they should make them days of feasting and joy of sending presents to one another and gifts to the poor. So the people in the village would celebrate on the 14th and the people in the city on the 15th. Now, Mordecai didn't want the miraculous event to pass into the annals of history and be forgotten by future generations. But that is exactly what would have happened if they didn't make it an annual holiday. Therefore, Mordecai used his authority as prime minister to send letters to all the Jews in all the provinces of the Persian Empire that the 14th and 15th days of Adar should be celebrated. This was a memorial of when the Jews found rest from their enemies and they passed from sorrow to joy and from fasting to feasting. They would commemorate it annually by giving gifts to each other and to the poor. Now, I like what Charles Swindoll says about memorials. He said memorials are places provided for us to stand and be quiet, to read and especially to reflect, and to pass on to the next generation the roots of a nation's heritage. Last year, Cindy and I went to Israel for the first time. We spent a couple hours in the Holocaust Museum in Jerusalem. I could have easily spent a couple hours more It is sobering to see what the Jews endured, to watch the video testimonies of the survivors, and to walk through the children's memorial dedicated to 1.5 million children who were murdered during World War II. It causes you to stop and consider the horrors that man is capable of perpetrating, but also the power of God in preserving his chosen people. It was following World War II that the nations of the world felt compassion for what the Jews had suffered and permitted them to establish the state of Israel in 1948. But think that if we didn't have this memorial of the Holocaust, then future generations would easily forget what happened. Charles Swindoll suggests that we each make our own memorials that turn tragedies into triumphs. Remember your own personal failure or disaster. Don't just be bitter over it, but ask yourself the question, what did I learn from this? We learn so much more through pain than through pleasure. If we will go through the pain of analyzing our hardships and our failures, then we will take away something valuable worth remembering. That is our memorial, and we can pass the wisdom we have gleaned through these experiences to future generations. Have you made such a memorial? Why not start building it today? Write down what happened and what you learned. Journal it and then celebrate and rejoice what God has brought you through. Verse 23, so the Jews accepted the custom which they had begun as Mordecai had written to them because Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, the enemy of all the Jews had plotted against the Jews to annihilate them and had cast per, that is, the lot, to consume them and destroy them. But when Esther came before the king, he commanded by letter that this wicked plot which Haman had devised against the Jews should return on his own head and that he and his sons should be hanged on the gallows. The Jews accepted the letters that Mordecai wrote about 
this feast. First, because he was prime minister, and second, because they saw the wisdom in it. It seemed right for them to celebrate Haman's plot to destroy them and Esther's intercession with the king that brought about their triumph. As they celebrated, they would recount the details of the story so that every generation would remember what Haman, Esther, and Mordecai had done. Even to the present day, the children dress up in costumes like one of the characters, and then they act out the story as a melodrama. Whenever Haman speaks, the people in the audience say, Let him be accursed! Thus the children learn the story of Esther from one generation to the next. So they called these days Purim after the name Pur. Therefore, because of all the words of this letter, what they had seen concerning this matter and what had happened to them, the Jews established and imposed it upon themselves and their descendants and all who would join them, that without fail they should celebrate these two days every year according to the written instructions and according to the prescribed time, that these days should be remembered and kept throughout every generation, every family, every province, and every city, that these days of Purim should not fail to be observed among the Jews, and that the memory of them should not perish among their descendants." This is the origin of the Feast of Purim. Literally, it means the Feast of Lots or the Feast of Dice. It began here with Esther and has been celebrated annually ever since. In fact, it was celebrated this week. It began Monday at sunset and ended Tuesday at nightfall when it becomes dark. Through this story, the Jews are reminded that God is in control and works out adverse circumstances for the good of his people. We also need to be reminded that God is in control. He is sovereign. He is watching over us. He gives us beauty for ashes and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Today, so many people are in a panic. It was like that for the Jews when they heard that their enemies were going to destroy them. They were hopeless and sorrowful. But when they heard the second decree written by Mordecai with the king's seal that they could defend themselves against their enemies, then they rejoiced. Now, nothing really had changed in their circumstances, but they believed that God would help them overcome, and he did. And that is why I believe one of the most important things that we as Christians can do is to continually hold out the hope we have in Christ. For over a year, Cindy and I have been planning a trip to Hawaii with our two adult children, their spouses, and our four grandsons. Now we are planning on leaving next week. What about the coronavirus, you say? You know, we believe that we are in God's hands. If he warns us not to board the plane, then we won't. But we refuse to let fear rule our lives. We are in God's hands, and we are indestructible until he is through with us. Do you think that is foolhardy? I don't. I think it's living by faith and not by sight and not by fear. I believe that one of the most important verses for us to remember these days is Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because we belong to the God of hope, we ought to manifest hope to the watching world. Then Queen Esther, the daughter of Abihail, with Mordecai, the Jew, wrote with full authority to confirm the second letter about Purim. And Mordecai sent letters to all the Jews. 
to the 127 provinces of the kingdom of Ahasuerus with words of peace and truth to confirm these days of Purim at their appointed time. As Mordecai the Jew and Queen Esther had prescribed for them and as they had decreed for themselves and their descendants concerning matters of their fasting and lamenting. So the decree of Esther confirmed these matters of Purim and it was written in the book. Not only did the Jews have letters from Mordecai, the prime minister, but also from Queen Esther. Her word confirmed that these days of Purim were to be celebrated as an annual holiday. The words brought peace and truth to all the Jews in the empire. And King Ahasuerus imposed tribute on the land and on the islands of the sea. Now all the acts of his power and his might and the account of the greatness of Mordecai, to which the king advanced him, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Media and Persia? For Mordecai the Jew was second to King Ahasuerus and was great among the Jews and well received by the multitude of his brethren, seeking the good of his people and speaking peace to all his countrymen. Long after the crisis passed, Mordecai continued to labor for the good of his people, speaking peace to all his countrymen. May God help us long after we have passed through our memorial moments to continue laboring for the good of others and the glory of God. Thus ends this book of Esther. A beautiful queen, a beautiful story, and a happy ending. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have questions or comments, please call or text us at 208 209-4860. That's 208-319-4860. The coronavirus has drastically affected our travel, financial markets, and public gatherings. While some are taking wise precautions, others are panicked. How should we respond? What does the Bible say? We hope you'll join us tomorrow for a special edition of Simply the Bible.